Aloha, beautiful soul. You're listening to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee. I am a soulful business coach and public speaker who is obsessed with human design and continuous growth and evolution. This podcast is for the soul-driven woman who's ready to energetically align with the highest version of herself so she can make quantum leaps in her life and business. My mission is to help you uncover your naked truth, the real you when you strip down all the conditioning and limiting beliefs around who you should be. Stop making excuses and step into your true power. Each week, I bring you powerful conversations with women who are taking up space and owning their zone of genius, as well as solo episodes from me to support your journey to live an authentic life. Thank you so much for pressing play. Now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. A few weeks ago, I created a post for Instagram where I broke down different characters from the Disney movie Encanto from a human design perspective. This post has been one of my most shared and engaged with posts. I thought it would be fun today to break down in more detail the different characters and the elements in human design that I saw they represent. I also wanted to tie in the comments from this post on Instagram because there were a lot of interpretations that came from the community from all of you that I thought were really interesting that I didn't share in my post and wanted to include in our conversation today. If you haven't yet watched the movie Encanto, I encourage you to go and watch the movie and watch it through the lens of human design. I love watching things and seeing the world through the lens of human design and the gene keys because it really gives me a frame to see things through. When I look through this frame, it's so easy for me to see human design being lived out. We can see these real life examples of design all around us. And I think it's really magical when we can become these witnesses to see design in everything because design is in everything. Animals have a design. Each human has a unique design. Trees have their own design. Single cells have a design. Design is in everything. And when we can really become the witness, this is where we can really start to unlock the power within design that's within us, because we are living, breathing examples of design. And that's what design is all about. It's here to be lived. It's here to be embodied. So let's dive into the different characters in Encanto and the different elements of human design that they represent. If you haven't watched the movie, spoiler alert, I will be talking about it here in this episode. So if you don't want it to be spoiled, go and watch it. Come back to this episode because you're going to enjoy it so much more when you've watched this incredible movie. I cannot recommend this movie enough. The movie Encanto is about the family Matrigal. And the family Matrigal is led by the matriarch, the abuela, the grandmother. And the abuela represents tribal circuitry. The tribe represents the community, its laws, traditions, systems, and structures. And the main keynote of the tribe is support. 
It's also through the tribe that we create our belief in God or a power outside of ourselves. In the movie, the power is given to the candle. The candle is holding the family's magic. We can see that the family is putting its power outside of itself. It believes that its power is coming from the candle. They believe that their magic is coming from the candle rather than from within themselves. The abuela is so focused on maintaining support for her community. It's through the candle that she sees that she can provide support and value to the tribe to maintain the community. The channel of community, the 3740, and the channel of preservation, the 2750, can be observed in how the abuela tries to defend the magic to protect her family and community and ensure their survival. This is what the tribal circuitry is all about. One of the comments on Instagram was that the abuela gives six-line vibes. I really see the abuela more of a first-line. To me, this feels like a first-line energy of trying to create a solid foundation. And often the first line can get stuck in fear. And I really see that from the abuela is she is stuck in fear of change and evolution because she wants that stability. She wants that certainty. The change, the growth It doesn't feel stable. It doesn't feel secure. And that's why the abuela is really clinging on to the past. Saying this, it also brings up the energy of gate 44, which is also part of the tribal circuitry. And gate 44 contains the fear of repeating the past. And so the abuela might fear that if they lose the magic, then their family isn't going to be safe because it was when the candle appeared that their family was actually saved from a horrific tragedy. So I can see the abuela being afraid of losing that, of repeating the past, of being in this situation, of being vulnerable, of not being able to maintain the safety and the stability and the support for the tribe, for her community. The next character I want to discuss is Maribel. Maribel is really the main character throughout the movie. And what we see is that she didn't receive a gift from the candle. To me, what she represents is the sleeping phoenix. She didn't receive a gift because she's called to follow a different path, the path of the individual. Maribel represents the shift in global cycle from the cross of planning, which is rooted in the tribe through the channel of community, the 3740 to the cross of the sleeping phoenix, which is about the individual. Maribel showed that the magic isn't something outside, but within. She showed us that you are the gift. And this is really breaking down those old systems and beliefs where we placed our magic, our power in outer authorities. This is about reclaiming our power, our sovereignty which I really see as represented by this sleeping phoenix that rises, that emerges from the old. In the movie, there's a great deal of tension between Maribel and the abuela. And I believe that it's because they both represent these two different global cycles. 
the cross of planning, which is rooted in the tribe, that's the abuela, and the cross of the sleeping phoenix, which we're moving into in 2027. And that's what Maribel represents. She represents this new way, this evolution, this mutation, this path of the individual. A comment on Instagram said that Maribel felt like a projector, like a 5-1 projector, investigating and waiting for the invitation, but that she was so heavily projected on and not truly seen by the family, but was also seen by the family's ideas of who she was. You know, I can totally see Maribel potentially being a 5-1 because there are so many projections that the fifth line receives. I also could see her being a 6-2. The projection field could potentially come from that two line. The two line is the harmonic to the fifth line. And the two line receives projections around what their natural gifts and talents are and struggle to recognize themselves. I can really see this in Maribel where she really struggles to see herself, to see her unique gifts and receives these projections from others about what that is. And the sixth line really feels isolated. You know, it can feel like it doesn't fit in, like like it doesn't belong, but it also sees the perfection in all things. The sixth line is also the visionary that's looking to the future, that's looking to what's coming next. The cross of the sleeping phoenix, this mutation, this change in our global cycle is being initiated by the 55th point six. So this is a six line evolution mutation that we're moving into. To me, Maribel really feels like a 6'2". Maybe that's also because I'm a 6'2", but that would be my assessment. But I also love, love seeing her as a fifth line. I can also see that as well. If you've been listening to this podcast, I know you are obsessed with human design, just like I am. You've probably bought in all of the books and taken courses to learn as much as you can about not only your design, but about your friends and family's designs. You've probably already started to integrate human design into your life and have seen the magic that is possible when you embody your design. And because of this, you probably have a desire to integrate human design readings into your business, but maybe you're lacking the confidence to start charging for them. If so, I've created something just for you. Introducing Chart Reading Mastery. Chart Reading Mastery is an interactive group course that will teach you how to structure your human design chart readings to grow your soul-based business. At the end of this course, you will leave feeling confident in your ability to perform accurate and powerful human design readings and guide others using their human design chart. You can start making money with human design readings while enrolled in this program and learn how to use readings as a funnel into your other offers. Graduates of Chart Reading Mastery will be added to the list of recommended human design readers on my website. I've received an incredible amount of interest in running a hybrid style of Chart Reading Mastery. I've decided to open the doors to a small group of people to test out a hybrid version of Chart Reading Mastery. 
The hybrid model allows you to go through the content at your own pace while still having a space to ask questions, get support, receive feedback, and expand your chart analysis skills. Plus, this hybrid model is half the normal investment for the live program. You'll learn how I bring together human design and the gene keys to create transformational sessions and how I have structured readings to attract soulmate clients and fill my higher ticket offers. With your enrollment and chart reading mastery, you'll also get access to my course, Uplevel Your Business with Human Design, as well as the three Golden Path courses from the Gene Keys, the Activation Sequence, the Venus Sequence, and the Pearl Sequence, so you can learn about the Gene Keys from the source. To save your spot, go to the link in the show notes now, and I'm so excited to see you become a chart reading master. The next character I want to discuss is Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. Well, we are going to talk about Bruno because Bruno is one of the most incredible characters in the movie. And to me, Bruno represents a reflector. Bruno has the ability to predict and anticipate the future. He reflects the physical, psychological, and emotional health of his environment and community and is here to judge what is working correctly or not. In the movie, Bruno disappears, and this is a sign that the community was headed in the wrong direction. Bruno was really disappointed when his family didn't listen to him, and he felt excluded from the community. Disappointment is the non-self theme for reflectors. This often happens when those in their environment aren't taking their advice, aren't taking their wisdom, and Bruno had these visions to offer, and others didn't like the visions that they received. They didn't want to follow it, and he felt disappointed when that happened and felt excluded. But in the end, he's surprised, and that's the signature for reflectors. He's surprised by how Maribel follows what was seen in the vision, and it turned out better than he anticipated. The next character is Peppa. Peppa's mood affects the weather. She represents emotional authority. Having a defined emotional solar plexus, those around her, especially those who are undefined emotionally, feel her emotions intensely. This is why you can see her mood literally infects the environmental weather around her. When she learns to embrace her emotional waves, she can allow the weather to flow through her without resistance. Peppa's son is Antonio, and Antonio represents the Gate 19, the animal whisperer. Antonio's gift is his ability to communicate with animals. Gate 19 is highly sensitive and is a cross-species gate. This is the realm of the whisperers, especially gifted people who can communicate with animals and act as a bridge to other species and worlds. These are the shamans who are interpreters of other realms and act as portals into the world of magic. You can absolutely see this exemplified through Antonio's character and his gift to communicate with animals, to understand animals. And his whole world is a magical realm. The next character is Louisa. Louisa is Maribel's sister. Louisa's gift is her immense strength, but under the surface, she's cracking. 
She doesn't know when enough is enough, and she's trying to prove herself. To me, she represents the undefined sacral and ego. The non-self theme of the undefined sacral is not knowing when enough is enough. And the non-self theme of the undefined heart center or ego center is trying to prove yourself, trying to prove your worth and your value. She's trying to prove herself through how much she can carry for how much she can do for others. You start to see in the movie as her strength starts to dwindle, starts to diminish, as the magic starts to go away. She starts to feel that she's no longer worthy and valuable because she is measuring her worth and value by how much she can do, by how much she can give. An undefined ego that's out of alignment can manifest as being an overachiever. This is definitely the vibe that I get from Louisa. She's always trying to take on more and trying to prove herself by how much she can do and achieve and doesn't know when enough is enough. A comment on Instagram mentioned that they thought that Louisa was a defined sacral, but just wasn't following her sacral authority. So she wasn't doing things that lit her up. I could see this potentially being the case that maybe she was a defined sacral, but also had, again, an undefined ego, because I feel there's just so much proving energy that's coming from Louisa. For me, what I really thought was the indicator that her sacral was undefined was she didn't know when enough was enough. She was just constantly trying to do, do, do. And it wasn't necessarily about just doing what didn't fill her up. She just didn't know when to say no, didn't have those boundaries around work. The final character I want to talk about is Dolores. Dolores represents the channel of the prodigal, which is the 1333 channel. This channel connects the G center to the throat. This channel represents the design of the witness. Dolores' gift is her profound sense of hearing. Gate 13 is the gate of the listener. People with this gate often hear what others do not. They're always hearing secrets and are the great record keepers of history and experience. Gate 33 shares the secrets and memories of the past. Gate 33 is located in the throat center and speaks with the voice of I remember. Having this full channel gave Dolores the ability to remember and release what she heard. So she's hearing all these secrets, hearing these things that others don't hear, picking up on all of these things and has the ability to share it. And you see that all the time. She doesn't hold back and keep these secrets to herself. This is also one of the storytelling channels. It's all about experiential cycles and learning from experience. I would love to hear from you what your takeaways were, what you saw in the movie. Maybe you have a different perspective. Maybe you saw something different while watching Encanto. I would love to hear from you. Make sure to go to my post on Instagram, comment, send me a message, connect with me. I would love to hear your perspective. I don't think there's any right or wrong answers. I think it's just about having fun with experimenting with these systems in a playful way. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I look forward to connecting with you in the next one. Aloha. 
Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. I know you could literally be anywhere else doing anything else. So the fact that you've chosen to be here with me means the world. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. My favorite thing is connecting with you on Instagram. So come follow me at I am Randy Lee and take a screenshot of this episode to let me know what resonated with you the most or what your biggest takeaways are. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps get the podcast heard by more people. I personally read all of the reviews and love hearing how I can continue to improve this podcast for you. Don't forget that you are uniquely made and that is your superpower. Until next time, stay uplifted.